0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the rambles podcast starting with the topic the inevitable failure of the kick streaming platform So I realized that in a ramble that just went up I mentioned the live streaming website kick in passing And I realized that a lot of my older rambles where I talked about kick didn't end up coming out Most of my rambles do come out, but some of them are removed because it just doesn't seem relevant So I don't think I communicated very well for those who are unaware when twitch Bans gambling to some degree, like mainly just the big websites. What sprung up from that was this website called Kick, which is effectively a clone of Twitch.tv, but it allows gambling. Like the website, if you look at it, is just a clone of Twitch in every form except it's green. It's not directly funded by the online gambling company, Stake, but it's funded by people who own Stake or who are directly funded by Stake. So it basically, is funded by stake without actually being funded by stake. You know what I'm saying? I tweeted this out. I hear too much about Kick streaming, considering it only has five streamers over 600 viewers currently. Most are brain dead playing slots. People debate whether Twitch is even profitable for Amazon, and people are saying a money sink doing the Mixer playbook. But worse will succeed. When I say the Mixer playbook, what Mixer did to try to be successful is give larger streamers huge amounts of money to stream on Mixer. They bought like six or seven large streamers by the end of it, I think. Facebook Gaming also did this. You know what happened to Mixer? It failed, despite being backed by Microsoft. You know what happened to Facebook Gaming? It also failed, despite being funded by Facebook. These two examples demonstrate that just buying big streamers is not a good way to grow a platform, in part because what tends to happen is the viewers who watch those creators move over, watch those creators, and when those creators go offline, they go back to Twitch because that's where all the other people they watch are. These viewers already have an established set of streamers that they watch. And if they're looking for someone new, why would they look for someone new on Kick as opposed to Twitch? Where all the other streamers are. Only people on Kick are those who have no choice or who are paid. Mixer learned the hard way people who come for a particular streamer don't stick around. Promising unsustainable rev share, which is they're offering a 95 to 5 split, so you get 95% of your sub money and they take 5% as opposed to Twitch's 50-50. And lack of moderation, will are only drawing suckers or those who are desperate. When I say lack of moderation, they do have a TOS on the website, but not really enforced. So you have people like streaming the Super Bowl. You have people just showing pornography. There's been Nazis on the site. Um, people just spamming racial obscenities and stuff. The, the clips are really, really out there. This relates to another topic, which is the cost of live streaming. For all this time, it's not even clear that Twitch, with its market dominance and all the money that it brings in, and it's being backed by Amazon, is actually turning a profit for Amazon. Which is why Twitch was so desperate to increase its ad revenue and all that stuff for a while. The best estimates is it's probably a bit breaking even or something. Because as YouTube found out, live streaming is incredibly expensive uh, compared to VOD content. And YouTube seemed very interested in competing with Twitch, up until like the end of 2021, and then they were like, hey, wait a second, TikTok is like ridiculously popular. They're bringing in like billions upon billions of views and ridiculous amounts of money. We need to compete in this space. That space is more likely to be profitable for us. And so it seems as though, at least externally, when looking at them externally, that they've moved everyone who was vamping the live streaming space to vamping the short space which is why they keep saying new shorts things are coming out, It's why monetization for shorts keeps changing and stuff. They've basically completely forgotten about live streaming. They've dipped their toes in and they've been like, oh shit, there's no money here. The, the overhead is just way too high to distribute in real time all this content. So w- with this context, you can understand that Kick makes no sense. Nothing about what they're doing suggests that they're going to succeed. What they're trying to do has already failed, being implemented by much larger, more successful companies with far more money. What they're promising doesn't make any fucking sense because you cannot have a 95 to 5 rev share split and have the platform be profitable the only thing that kick has going for it is if kick believes it can convert enough of the viewers into problem gamblers then they could believe that they might turn a profit but that method of profit generation which is destroying people's lives with gambling effectively stealing their money it's not very good right as as much as you can hate twitch Trying to beat Twitch by destroying people's lives with gambling is probably not a good move. It's definitely not a good move. The motivation for the development of this competitor to Twitch was, hey, we can't ruin people's lives as readily with problem gambling. We need to invent a place where this can occur at a much greater rate. Let's make a website. Kik is a terrible place, run by terrible people. Any large entity with a moderation system will always have people who fall outside of what is permissible on that website. And those people will need somewhere to go. So on Kick right now, most of what you see is stuff that cannot be on Twitch. People who want to do that kind of content and have no other alternative. And if Twitch tomorrow allowed for that stuff to exist on their platform, they would ditch Kick in a second and move back. I'm not a fan of gambling, but Twitch need comp- needs competition, because for live streaming, Twitch is basically a big monopoly. Twitch isn't profitable, or at the very least is barely profitable. Competition in the space won't help things all it will mean is that you have two websites that n- both aren't profitable twitch's problem isn't a lack of competition it's that the model of live streaming is not a very good one but besides twitch had a lot of competition over the last couple of years with facebook gaming with mixer and now with youtube and twitch didn't become a better place it became a worse place <laughs> if twitch is barely profitable how could new services like kick even keep up they can run the website at a loss for a while as, a- as an experiment I'm assuming the people maybe don't understand how rough the mountain they have to climb is. We'll see what happens in the future, but I'm neither optimistic that they will succeed, and I don't want them to succeed. So I guess you'd never try out Kik. If they offered me many, many, many millions of dollars, possibly, but there's obviously gonna be some amount of money that I would accept to stream on the website, like a billion dollars. It would have to be ridiculously high though. (laughs) How would you design your own streaming platform? I wouldn't, as I say, I, I don't think the model is a very good one in terms of bringing in ridiculous amounts of money. You can have a lot of influence and stuff, but you need an already existence huge apparatus for it to really make sense. Is the upcoming Everywhere game going to be Disappointments? Leslie Benzie's new game got a trailer today. Do you think you'll try it on release? You have no idea how this tech has affected my brain. This thing has ruined my life. You want to know what the Mind's Eye really is? It's activating. I know what I have to do. I I feel nothing watching that. I'm not impressed. I'm not interested. I mean, the graphics look okay. Uh, they look pretty good, but I mean, like it, you can't really tell wh- how the game's gonna play or whatever by looking at this. It looks nice. I hope the game works out and it releases something cool, but from 20 seconds or whatever, can't say much. The only reason it's being shown to me is because Leslie Benzies, of course, uh, worked for Rockstar. I'm probably saying his name wrong though. <laughs> See how it goes. The significance of game preservation for the future of entertainments. Gepla is asking about the Dolphin emulator coming to Steam. Dolphin is an emulator that is used to emulate GameCube games and Wii games. I've used it myself in the past. I believe to play Super Mario Sunshine back in the day. A game of which I owned and played back in the day. So, you know, it's fine. In an age where so many games are being removed from markets or placed into a state where they can no longer be played, I do think game preservation is important. Once upon a time, I didn't think that way. I was like, it's history. Who really cares? But as I've grown up, I'm like, man, I would hate to think that one day things from my past, I couldn't just like reach out and re-experience because some company is just like, oh, I don't want to spend these 14 cents to maintain these servers or whatever. So I do support as a general idea, the concept of uh, archives and game preservation and whatnot. Not to the degree that they should significantly compete with the original creator's ability to sustain themselves, turn a profit, to to justify their continuing to develop new things, but I do think at some point in time, let's say when things are like 20 years old or something, they should be preserved somewhere as a guarantee. Like once upon a time, copyright even in America only extended like 30 years or something and now it's what, like, the life of the author plus, like, 70 years or some garbage, and there's, there's qualifications on that. It seems way too long. So the Dolphin emulator coming to Steam doesn't change all that much, other than that it, like, streamlines the update process. Like, you automatically alerted oh there's a new update out rather than you just having to investigate that on your own. It's just more accessible being on Steam. Find the best moments in YouTube videos with this new tool. So I released a video yesterday called This new tool will change YouTube or at least memes and compilations. It didn't do very well, but I would like it to go into rambles just so more people learn of it. Like, like it's easier just to play the video than it is to explain it. So can you, I'm just going to play it for four minutes. It, it, it'll be fine. So one of my viewers, Battle Pig, DM'd me a few months ago and said, hey, I'm looking to build a tool where you can look through YouTube videos by subtitle. So for example, if you want to see every single time PewDiePie had said the word pelican, you could do that instantly. Pelican. Oh, oh the pelican. The pelicans. Greedy pelican. Beyond the pelican. If you were interested whether or not Markiplier had ever mentioned pineapple pizza, in any of his videos, you could look that up effortlessly. I've eaten pineapple pizza, I've eaten it all on livestream. Maybe you already know a creator spoke about a particular topic, but you can't remember the exact video. You can now search for it using this tool. I knew coming here that this isn't some magic beach where you can bring a shovel and scoop up buckets and buckets of Lego. The reason I was particularly interested in this tool was because I wanted to make compilations of me saying particular things, but finding those instances manually in a thousand videos would take a lifetime. But with this tool, I can do it effectively instantly. Rockstar, please please fix. Rockstar, please fix rockstar please fix rockstar please fix rockstar please fix so the website is ytks.app so youtube keyword search and it's fairly easy to use in the first little box here you put the channel you are interested in in the second section you want to put the word that you want to search for across all the videos on the channel so i will search for cheese so the first search may take a minute or two but subsequent searches will be instantaneous You can of course bypass this first long search by caching the channel. So as you can see now, down below are all the videos where I've said cheese. So you can then examine the video by pressing play. Cheese, pie, pineapples, and 33. Hilarious. You do have the option to ignore partial matches by clicking this and it will remove the videos. For example, here I said cheeseburger, which is technically one word. If I was just interested in cheese, I'd want this removed. Cheeseburger at McDonald's. Of course, this is limited to how good the subtitles are in the video, whether they're automated or manual. So, for example, here I don't say cheese. I say something that sounds like cheese. Ah, oh, there's so many Jesus I. That was Jesus I, the plural of Jesus. Obviously, that being a made-up word, the subtitles did the best that it could and just went, well, it kind of sounds like cheese. But honestly, YouTube's automatic subtitles have gotten really good over the years. 99% of the time they're going to be correct, and in the remaining 1%, you're probably not saying real words anyway. There are other ways to search for things that are explained in the how to use section. So for example, I could search for cheese, blank, then pineapple. And so it would search for cheese, any word, and then pineapple and give me all those results. Presumably only coming up with this result here. How the hell is there two examples? Cheese, bugs, pineapple. Okay, okay. I, I've, I've said cheese something pineapple twice at least, who knew? So another useful aspect of this website is the download match list. If you click this, it will download a small little file that will contain within it links to all these videos and the specific parts you're looking to download. Now the legality of having a tool on a website for you to download a bunch of clips is, you know, sketchy. So the person who made this website obviously can't provide you a tool to download all these clips. However, coincidentally, on GitHub, there happens to be a tool made by someone that enables you to download them all. Hypothetically if someone were to use this tool they could specify like hey I would like to download a small clip of this video 10 seconds either side of someone saying cheese This would result in a person ending up with a bunch of 20 second clips of a person saying cheese It would look something like this Hypothetically if someone were to use that kind of tool so as you can see very easy to use with limitless creative possibilities I doubt there's a single person who uploads to YouTube or even watches it where this wouldn't save them some time at some point I'm sure you're wondering does this website cost any money as with most websites there is a free version, which essentially gives you full functionality. You just have to click load more after every 250 videos that are searched, a mild inconvenience at best. But if you wanna bypass that mild inconvenience, you can pay five bucks or eight bucks. This enables you to get the download list feature. It also enables you to cache three channels. So even your first search of them will be instant. Considering that for 95% of use cases, you're not gonna need any of that extra stuff anyway. I think that's pretty fair. These websites do cost money to run. So I hope learning of this website will help out a bunch of people and I wish you all the best. So I think that tool is really cool, but making the video about it, it only got like 33,000 views. It's doing about as well as my worst ramble, and I don't like this. I don't like not having the ability to shed light on stuff or put my voice out there on topics that matter to me. And so I'm going to try and fix that. I know I'm not the best speaker, I, I know I don't jump on trends, I don't fight to be the first person to speak about the news and all that jazz, and I don't plan to, but in any way that I can change the formatting of what I already do to make it more successful, that's just something I'm interested in doing. It's funny, little bit of controversy related to this tool, because there is another tool that does something somewhat similar, which is called Filmos. So what Filmos does is it attempts to, like, cache the entirety of YouTube. So, indexing over 630 million captions across 580 million videos and 48 million channels. Which is not something that you normally want. So here, you have the choice to say search for Pi in either all the automatic subtitles or all the manual subtitles over the entire platform. And so it just throws you into some random, in this case live stream, where someone happened to say Pi. And it's not even pie like the stuff you eat, it's pie in a completely different language. Like, who would want something like this? I'm sure it has a purpose for someone, but I'm not sure what this is for. There is another section called metadata where it seems to want you to be able to search particular channels, but it's not very good. Trying to search pie on my channel, despite that I know I've said pie many, many times. Will it show something this time? No. So it's not showing anything. I know there's some way on this channel to look at particular channels, like maybe it's up here. No. But you can see the problem here like I'm having to struggle to find anything on this thing. It's just not very good. If I just search for the channel? Here we go. Even searching for my channel, it only finds 55 videos. This tool is not meant to be for the purpose of like looking at individual channels and finding all clips of a channel and downloading them. It is a tool for looking over the entirety of YouTube for particular search terms. As I say, I don't know why you'd want that. I know there's another Part of this website where you can look at and, and it shows you like the the top words said in the channel or something But I just can't find it. It, it is just that poorly of a set-out website. How about here? Oh, it's in, in more I think. You're here. So I get this little overlay here that says like my most said words chat, Dude. Mission. Or here. Chas. Dude. Pup. Like, why, why is that there? But it clearly isn't picking up all my videos. I mean this section seems to have a lot more, but I can't seem to just search for every clip of me saying pie instantly and easily like you can on that other website and this website certainly doesn't let you download them. But this little thing here is cool. The little graph. It shows my progression of uh, subscribers. So December 2018 I had 2,679 subscribers and we go, blah to this point where I've uh, just hit today 1.25 million. It's pretty cool. So basically, to everyone who knew of Filmot, I don't think the tool made by BattlePig is meant to replace this. And to what extent it has the same functionality, YTKS just does it infinitely better and easier. Kurskazart releases video response to accusations of promoting billionaire agendas. So we talked before about how the funding for Kurskazart had been criticized and how it potentially has skewed their research and how they make their videos. And so Curse Gazard has come out with a video, which as you may remember, I said they were going to, where they largely just paraphrase the stuff that they put on Reddit in defense of their business practices and, and their research methods. This video didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. And they largely just said, look, the funding we get from things like the Gates Foundation and stuff is like pennies relative to the amount of money we get from everything else. And they affirm, like, they're not allowed to have a say over what research we do or what sources we use and stuff. This is just stuff we actually believe in. So rather than creating drama or directly talking about the criticisms they've received, they've responded to them in in, in a general way. Is it convincing? I had reached the point where I wasn't convinced they'd done anything bad before and so this doesn't shift the needle for me. Is it going to shift the needle for people who are convinced that Gazart is evil and just a mouthpiece for billionaires? I don't think so. I would suspect that most people watching this video would have absolutely no idea about the criticism Gazart had received over the past six months. Are community posts replacing YouTube videos? This was interesting to me as I had never seen this before. I went to my home page and I saw this. A poll. And this over here, just a, a general community post. CPG Grey asking for support on his Patreon. Not only is this a link outside of YouTube and yet it's still getting promoted to me, I have never seen a community post appear in a slot where a video would be. Does YouTube really see a return on this engagement? Wouldn't these slots be better used for videos? Is this a thing that you guys have ex- been experiencing for a long time on mobile yet? I've seen it on mobile when you just, It's one continuous stream and there will be community person stuff like this is on desktop interesting Do I purposely make mistakes for views? We've talked about this before I joked once upon a time that I did that and I've seen other creators say that they do that But I think they are also either just covering their asses or just joking around I don't think the engagement is significant enough to really push the needle as to whether or not your video is gonna be successful. Is it really gonna push it out to more people? Maybe there are some people who sincerely do that, but I'm skeptical. So we ended here. Thank you for watching and joining me on my new channel. I wish you all the best.